I think rather than being anti-fashion, we looked at, okay, what makes sneakers appealing to people? Can we integrate that without compromising on the barefoot features? Welcome to the Restore to Explore podcast, hosted by your soulmates from the Foot Collective. I'm Mac Lyon, and we're on a mission to empower humans to restore their natural health and function from the ground up, so they can explore movement and life with freedom and confidence. This week, I chat to Arno and Dave, the brothers behind an exciting new natural footwear brand. Fleeters have been designed with human and planetary health at their core to bridge the gap between fashion and function. The sneakers tick all of the four Fs we look for in natural footwear here at TFC. They're flat, flexible, foot-shaped, and allow you to feel the ground beneath your feet. Plus, as Dave says, they're pretty funky too. In this episode, we discuss how Arno, an osteopath from Paris, discovered the barefoot life with a little help from the Foot Collective, and how the life-changing impacts he saw with his patients inspired fleeters. We also discuss what goes into designing the ultimate minimalist shoe, why educating customers about how to transition safely is so important, and how you can help support their Kickstarter campaign. Before we jump into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know about our TFC Explorer membership, designed to get humans out of pain and help them find foot freedom. We've been listening to the stories of thousands of humans around the world for years and working hard behind the scenes to bring everything we've learned from the experiences of the collective to create our ultimate online training program that's already changing lives. Whether you have a specific foot condition, issues up the chain at your ankles, knees or hips, or just want to improve your overall movement health, the TFC Explorer membership is for you. The membership gives you access to an exclusive online community of like-minded humans on the same journey and the support of our experienced TFC health professionals, including our other Restore to Explore hosts, Nick, Jim and Tom. Together, you'll complete a six-week program with daily lessons, specific routines for your condition and movement challenges that will upgrade your health from the ground up, help you build powerful, sustainable habits and lifelong mates from around the world. You'll also get to connect for live calls with our TFC pros and your fellow explorers to share your experiences and ask questions. If you join before July 2023, you'll get 50% off your membership. It's our way of saying thanks for helping pioneer this exciting new adventure. Head to thefootcollective.com forward slash explorer to learn more. The link is in the show notes. Dave and Arno from Fleeters, thanks so much for joining us on the Restore to Explore podcast. Uh, I've been really looking forward to this chat and I want to sort of preface this morning's or today's podcast episode, I guess, with a bit of background. Uh, We received a message on Instagram from Fleeters. We get a lot of messages from different uh, barefoot shoe brands, natural footwear brands and they very kindly sent us a pair of their new shoes that they've been working on. And look, I've tried a lot of barefoot shoes uh, over the last few years. And this is without a word of a lie. This is not a paid endorsement or anything. Um, but they are probably the, my favorite pair of shoes that I've ever owned. Um, I've really, really been enjoying wearing them. I've probably, uh, I guess, been looking for a pair of shoes that I could wear to... The football I could wear to a wedding, I could wear, you know, to work. Um, 
and these really are just super versatile and I've found them just ticking all of the boxes when it comes to barefoot shoes and I'm sure we'll dive into that as this chat goes on but I just wanted to, to kick things off by saying you've done a really, really bloody good job of creating a pair of shoes. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, can you, can you introduce yourselves, lads, and tell us where you are and, and where this story began? My name is uh, Arnaud Tullier. Uh, I live in uh, Versailles, near Paris, in France. Um, um, I, I have been practicing osteopathy for the last uh, 15 years now. And um, I'm co-founder of Litters, and I'm really happy about that. That's an amazing journey, uh, which started uh, now two, two years ago. And I'm also a sportsman since I'm a kid. I practice tennis, um, running, yoga, and movement every day. I'm also a um, lucky husband of an amazing wife and the happy father of uh, two kids. My, do- my daughter is seven years old and I have a son which is uh, four now. Amazing. And yourself, Dave, a little background on yourself? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm the oldest, as you can tell, of the two brothers. So I've got two kids too. Uh, and a fantastic wife. We've been together 25 years now. Uh, live in Barcelona. We don't live in the same city. Um, and I have uh, uh, I've been involved into uh, Fleeters. We'll, we'll get back into that, of course, uh, since uh, the inception. But I guess you know it all came from the osteopath. So I'm going to leave that to him uh, in a, in a sec to tell you a bit more about the story uh, of Fleeters. But before we kick off, uh, we are uh, we are really happy to be here, and uh, I think uh, again Arno will come back into that because uh, he's been involved uh, a few years back uh, with you guys. Uh, but we are truly honoured to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Well, yeah, Arno, do you want to sort of take us back to the beginning? How, how did uh, I guess, firstly, you get into thinking about the feet as an osteopath and, uh, yeah, your own sort of barefoot journey to, to discovering the importance of natural foot function and health. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, the journey started five years ago now. I was in London to attend a course. The subject was uh, arches and leg. And the teacher was wearing minimalist shoes. I had been hearing from the shoes a few months ago through a really good friend of mine, and, but never tried at this moment. Um, Dave was uh, living in London at the time, so we took the opportunity to spend a weekend with the family and uh, um, my, my wife and my daughter joined us in London. She was uh, pregnant uh, at that time. And so, um, you know, we spoke uh, about those uh, <coughs> minimal issues and we decided to, to try them. So we, 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 buy, we booked, sorry, uh, uh, each one a, a pair. And the first sensations 
were amazing. Uh, freedom, comfort, relaxation. So um, it was just crazy. Then um, I, I came back to my clinic and I started um, my research, you know, uh, I really wanted to discover um, the barefoot family. So I found you guys <laughs> and other professionals in the field. And I followed your um, workshop 1.0. And from that point, um, I started, you know, to practice every day on a balance beam and we played a lot with the kids, um, with the lacrosse ball. And well, every day I had this routine uh, working from feet to hips and I, I saw the benefits so quickly. And to be honest, right now, um, I'm more often uh, barefoot than in fleeter shoes. <laughs> You and me both, you're not alone. <laughs> and from that point, um, well, I, I, I had the desire to, you know, improve my knowledge um, on this field. And it'd be so useful to help my patients. And months after months, um, I've been helping more and more patient uh, to make their transition to the barefoot lifestyle, both on the mechanical part, so exercising every day, and of course, uh, trying to be more and more barefoot and helping them to choose minimal issues. And yeah, time goes this way and little by little, uh, I, I, I had uh, the desire to be more involved in this amazing community. And I helped so many people in my clinic and there were, well, the feedback was really good but often I had this feedback that uh, minimal shoes are a bit ugly you know and we get and that feedback a lot too um, I think it's a I think it's one of the biggest hurdles that we face uh, as a movement is literally just finding shoes that people want to wear um, because we're yeah we're fighting a battle against the fashion versus function, you know, yeah. that's the fashion versus function war. And um, sadly, people still see narrow, pointy, modern shoes as fashionable and, um, and think of barefoot shoes as Vibram five-finger toe shoes. Um, and and that's, that's the gap, I guess, you guys, where you were trying to fill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Um, with this kind of feedback uh, rose the idea that we could be able to bring to the market uh, a design that uh, could be inspired uh, by iconic 
sneakers and that that is part of our soul clearly and so it's august 21 um we we are spending uh holiday family holiday in the french alps in front of the mont blanc a timeless place where uh, we have been uh, spending time for the last 35 years and we we had this first conversation um, around the idea to create our own brand. And what did you say, Dave? <laughs> I ask him tons of questions first. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. It's not it's not a small endeavor. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But I think, uh, as you pointed, Mac, I think what the the original idea is is essentially that. Uh, we felt that there was room, there was a gap uh, in the offering uh, for uh, maybe, uh, uh, and, and not just for us, but for companies maybe to start working on shoes that are a bit more, I would say, versatile, maybe a bit more desirable. And uh, I think that the, there's no reason why uh, barefoot shoes cannot be attractive. So. I think I heard in one uh, of your podcasts recently that it's also the way us humans today look at feet and shoes and uh, that uh, it might evolve in the next few years, hopefully, mm. uh, with people uh, uh, developing awareness about you know the benefits of the earth and shoes and looking at them a bit differently. Uh, but I think the designers, and that's what we're trying to bring, can also work on uh, um, uh, through, uh, you know, uh, uh, a bit of work on the design, which we'll come back on that, uh, I, I guess, in a, in a moment, uh, make them a, a bit more funky. Let's put it this way. So uh, what we've introduced with our first two models is fairly simple, as Arno was saying. Uh, I think rather than being uh, uh, anti-fashion, we looked at, okay, what makes sneakers appealing to people? Can we integrate that without compromising on... Uh, the barefoot features. Definitely. Yeah, so uh, for us, uh, we branded it slightly differently, but the four Fs, uh, if we're talking to your audience, I think is important to mention. This is part of the spec for us from, uh, from uh, the very beginning of the design. And it has not been easy because we started working with people who had never done barefoot shoes. Uh, so uh, it took many attempts and prototypes. I think we were almost kicked off by uh, <laughs> by the people we worked with uh, initially in Portugal, but they're still with us, and uh, I want to mm -hmm. thank them for that. Uh, but it took uh, seven or eight prototypes. You know better, Arno, because you've been doing that. Uh, but we were determined to come up with shoes that uh, can look as good as possible and have all uh, uh, are meeting all the spec of a barefoot shoe. And I think we managed to do that. Uh, and uh, from your feedback, I think we we managed to do that in a way. I think uh, I think the barefoot shoe industry or the natural footwear industry as a whole is in a really unique position right now. And it's sort of what you talked about before. But I, I sort of see barefoot shoes initially. They were marketed towards people who were probably health aware and maybe more active uh, the designs were very focused on people who were already movers who were hikers or explorers or who, who got out and needed shoes that allowed 
their feet to function naturally in all types of terrains and environments and were durable and uh, you know, you only have to look at the Vivos and the Vibrams that are out there at the moment. And uh, I guess by focusing on those elements, the the fashion side of it um, wasn't necessarily the core the core focus of those those brands and the types of shoes that were being released. And um, I feel like society as a whole is slowly starting to catch up now. And um, as more and more people become aware the industry is able to to fit more brands like you guys into the market because there are just more and more people who aren't necessarily, uh, you know, going to be climbing mountains or, um, you know, running across the desert, but they need a shoe that they can go to work in and go to school in or to, yeah, to, to whatever event it may be um, and, and to have that versatility in the locker and, um yeah, I just I think it's really exciting to see that uh, more brands like yours that that keep coming out and more shoes like yours that keep coming out. It means that this the benefits that you described Arno, are going to be accessible to more and more people because people who look at me when I'm wearing my fleeters and and other barefoot shoes that I wear don't realize that I'm wearing barefoot shoes, and that's that's the whole point. That's the whole aim. I think is to to try and trick them, <laughs> really. Um, and when people do ask questions about what those nice pair of shoes are, you can wrap around that message a, a positive one about the importance of foot health. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it... I agree. And I think the the whole industry we're bringing something that we hope you know uh, will uh, will uh, will find success and at least some appeal. But I think the whole industry you know, has developed progressively more offering. If I look back five years ago when Arno and I started looking for our first pair of minimalist shoes, there were not that many options. And uh, it's obvious today that uh, the existing brands, you know, have more offering. Uh, but I think the direction has to be for the whole industry to, to, uh, to bring shoes to the market that uh, help people wearing barefoot shoes from Monday to Sunday. Uh, and as you said, you know, from football to parties and even weddings, if possible. And uh, uh, I think it's really going in that direction, uh, not just with us, but with the whole in the, the industry as a whole. You know, the, the offering is, uh, and, uh, and it's great because it's going to help all of us, uh, I hope, democratize the access to, uh, uh, um, uh, to barefoot shoes and uh, to a bit more uh, uh, healthy movement. Yeah, definitely. Well, did you want to explain how the Kickstarter um, program has worked? I guess that's sort of the next step in the story. You've designed the shoes and been going through iterations to make sure that they're they're what people need and, and what you guys desire. But yeah, how, how do you go about fundraising to get a project like this off the ground? And, and why have you gone with a, a Kickstarter campaign? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so so far everything we've done has been self-funded. So we uh, we used our own savings, um, uh, but we can't run forever with this. Uh, the idea of Kickstarter was, I think, threefold. Um, number one, it's an opportunity for us to bring the product to market through a pre-order model. So that's slow, flat, slow fashion, and we like that. Uh, people are able to pre-order. Uh, it's good for us financially because we can come to our factory uh, with a clear order uh, that is now funded by backers uh, rather than all our own money, uh, which has been used a lot uh, in developing 
the prototypes and uh, uh, as we call it in the industry, the, the MVP, the most viable product, uh, which is uh, for our two models, lemon and peach. Um, so we with Kickstarter, um, we are uh, bringing the product to market through a pre-order model. Uh, we are able to meet the expectation of uh, uh, our manufacturer, which is to come with a minimum order. Uh, and the beginning of the campaign has been really successful. So we have met the minimum order that these guys expect from us. Uh, and obviously, the third point uh, is that we are new to the industry. It's the first time we are bringing shoes to market. So with Kickstarter, we, uh, we can take the time to do things as well as we can and to go through the experience end to end of not just designing shoes. That's one thing. It's been, it's been a lot of work. But there is more work to be done in terms of, uh, and I think you know a bit about that, uh, about uh, production, following up on the production, ensuring that uh, the quality is met. Uh, and then there is the whole shipping um, uh, uh, part, which I think is going to be an important part of the customer experience. So we were really happy with Kickstarter to be able to test everything uh, and not to do it too fast, in a way. Um, so uh, there we go. As, as you said, we are in the middle of uh, uh, the campaign. Uh, actually, by the time this podcast is published, we'll be approaching the last weekend. So uh, if people want to uh, get a chance to uh, order their first pair of fleeters, uh, they will have a few days. They can go on our website, myfleeters.com. And there's a link to our campaign on Kickstarter. So I think it's the easiest way for them to uh, go and see that. Yeah, fantastic. And we'll link all of those de details in the show notes um, so people can have a look after the conversation. But I think it's a really beautiful way of building any product or shoe is to have the customer involved from the outset. Uh, I think it really aligns the incentives and the values of the customer and the brand and uh, makes that whole process transparent and means that you're not stabbing in the dark and, and guessing, um, you know, it means you can really, um, yeah, have, have involvement, which I think it's always nice to have a shared, shared win. Um, I know we've found that with, with our business and just having team members and, and having community members that have been a part of the process with us. It's, it's really powerful um, because every win and, um, every ex next pair of shoes that you sell, it sort of feels like a, a shared win. So um, I guess I'd, I'd like to ask you, Arno, because you described that feeling when you first put on minimalist shoes. And um, for people who haven't put on minimalist shoes, I mean, the way you described it, it was, was really perfect. It, it, it's almost like uh, <laughs> like that glass ceiling shattering moment where it's like, how did I not realize, you know, that this was what it was meant to feel like to wear shoes? Because we know what it feels like to walk barefoot. But uh, for some reason, when we put our feet into shoes, we forget what that feels like and just accept the, the foot coffins, as we like to call them here. But how is it going to feel for you when those first fleeters get shipped out to all of the customers and you know that something you've created is giving other people that that first time feeling potentially how's that going to feel well uh, <clears throat> we experiment this with a uh, few people who, who tried uh, our shoes yet and 
of course, it's, as Dave mentioned, it's uh, a lot of work, a lot of questions. Uh, of course, we, we had already the knowledge, you know, but uh, we learned everything. We started from scratch. So we had to be patient to try again. As Dave mentioned it, uh, we used to develop so many prototypes as uh, it is uh, used to be done. So uh, conventional shoes are made in about two prototypes only. We, we, we've made so much more because our partners, uh, the factories, were completely discovering this um, new concept. Well, not pretty new, but for, for I mean, for the factories we're working with, that was clearly completely new. And, you know, um, when we asked them to uh, m make the shoes as um, flexible as possible, uh, we meant extremely flexible. And we, we had to open the first prototypes to understand um, which was the impact of the reinforcement on the shoe flexibility. Mm -hmm. And so um, we've been uh, examine examining the, 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 the skeleton of, of the shoe to make it as flexible as we wanted the shoe to be. So, yeah, after... Uh, well, almost two years of work uh, that has been an amazing moment to you know have this uh, first feedback from you guys and other uh, people who are involved in the barefoot uh, community you know to to have this receive these good vibes because uh, many of you told us that uh, the shoes were were really comfortable and respect this four F, you know, and I think that the the this feeling is really great for us. Yeah, I guess the word is uh, uh, probably very emotional. Yeah, uh, we we both have friends who uh, uh, have been looking at us like. Uh, uh, like weirdos wearing our barefoot shoes for five years. Uh, when I tell my friends I do a lot of running, that uh, I've been running injury-free uh, for the past five years. Uh, and coincidence, I've been wearing barefoot shoes for five years from Monday to Sunday. Um, uh, I think it's quite emotional to see them uh, try a pair of shoes <laughs> that we've been working really hard on for two years. Uh, so we have that with friends, but I guess we'll have that with anyone who tries a, a pair of fleeters for the first time. And I think uh, uh, we'll probably be there when the first uh, uh, when, for the first day of shipping. And I think uh, I can see ourselves, you know, uh, shedding some tears on that day. <laughs> Definitely, and I think the industry that we're in, the the, the foot health industry, because it's not really the footwear industry. I don't mm -hmm. believe. Yeah. I've always found that with our own journey through e-commerce, you know, it's it's been this interesting balancing act because uh, the, the marketing and the sales game can be quite heartless and 
um, you know, the consumerist world that we live in where everyone is being screamed at from every angle to buy this and to buy this. I think when you sell a product that you actually believe can help other people and particularly help them with their health, it feels so much more, so much better when you can get that product into their hands and not just, uh, you know, see them get it, but get the feedback after they've been using or wearing that product for a period of time to know that it's actually had a, a really monumental impact on their life. Um, and that's what's really excited, exciting about what you guys are doing and what we're doing, um, I think, is because, yeah, it's not just about getting the good vibes when you make a sale and you, you sell that pair of shoes, but it's about what that sale actually means for the recipient's health um, and the impact that can have, which I think, uh, yeah, is, is Absolutely. pretty powerful. Absolutely. And uh, if we can bring a few more people uh, 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 to the movement, then uh, it will be success for us. Definitely. I, I mean, as simple as that. I, I might ask you, Arno, given your background as, um, you know, with, with movement and, and as an osteopath, um, one of the big things that we're always talking about uh, when we encourage people to transition to natural footwear and to wear shoes like yours is the transition part um, and yeah. the importance of taking baby steps and gradually exposing your feet to load. And, um, you know, I guess we, all, we often talk about uh, like shoes being on a continuum. And so at one end you have uh, bare feet and at the other end you, you have high heels and very rigid, cushioned, heeled, narrow footwear. Um, firstly, like where does fleeters sit on that continuum, do you think, uh, for people who are transitioning? You know, what, what do you sort of see as the, the perfect customer for your shoes? And then, um, yeah, I guess how... How important do you see that transition phase and, and how your shoes can be used for that? Yeah. We are all human and we are all different. I think that uh, a sportsman can make this transition quickly. I think that uh, for people who are sitting all day long on a chair, and don't move that much. And since the pandemic began, I can see everyday patients who told me that uh, they finished the day uh, having around 500 steps, not that much. So we need to help people in a specific way to make their, their transition. Uh, but to, to, to come back uh, to, the, to our product and how flitters are positioned uh, in, in the field, I think that, uh, well, our outhole is only five millimeters. So it's it's, it's a, a little sickness. So I think that we, we don't want it to make compromise. So our shoes are clearly minimal shoes, clearly. Uh, but uh, maybe there are a few barefoot brands who are more engaged 
in this uh, barefoot field. And uh, I think that fleeters can be a, a good option for people who live in the city and are not uh, that much barefoot. And that, that's a good way to start clearly. And I think uh, we, we think to everybody with this project. Uh, and you were speaking about uh, customers and this interaction. We already have uh, many feedback and we are uh, already working on new models and we really want to think to everybody. And um, we all have a different um, shape of foot. So we, we clearly need to offer different shape on our shoes. Mm. So we clearly... Uh, we'll be able to do it, we want to do it, and we can hear the feedback from the customers. So it's important for us, really. And I think uh, an important point on that is, like you said at the beginning, you're barefoot more than you're wearing your fleeters. Uh, yeah, clearly. It's something we always try to communicate to people is, you know, it, it, it's r the right shoes for the right circumstance. Uh, you know, if you're playing football uh, and you need cleats with, with studs, then, you know, currently, sadly, there aren't that many shoes on the market that are wide and, and allow your feet to function naturally. Uh, if you're going to a wedding or you're going to an event where you have to wear a nice casual pair of shoes, then finding a casual pair of shoes that still allows your feet to function naturally is going to be far better than something at that other end of the continuum um, that's pointy and rigid. So... Yes, while I guess fleeters may not be uh, as extreme as the toe shoes that you see from from Vibram, the Five Fingers, or um, yeah. you know other other brands of that nature, um, you're not going to be wearing them to the football, <laughs> or you may you may not. Depends who you are. I'm i probably won't be. So um, yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. And like you said, everyone is different, um, and I think that's where you know education and dave and i were talking about this the other day before we jumped on on this call today but uh, the importance of just making sure that people who are buying these shoes understand what we've been talking about and are given the education to ensure that you know i think your biggest fear and our biggest fear would be that people make the transition too quickly and then get scared away from this movement entirely and we don't just lose them but we lose their friends and their family um so yeah i guess how do you plan to educate people and, and what would you what would you like to see in that space yeah we really want we really want to communicate on, on that so important point i just you just mentioned it because um if people hurt uh, the foot, the heel, the ankle, because they they are moving too quickly to barefoot shoes, we we lost them forever. So yeah, on on, on the social media, on our website, we really want to communicate uh, clearly on that point and encourage encourage uh, people that are not really sport person you know to to go slowly and well try to be more barefoot at home because you you don't move that much so that's a, a good baby step that that's a good start 
um, well, trying to wear them for just having a, a round in a, a walk, sorry, in the neighborhood, or when you, you 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 go to the market or something like this. But yeah, clearly going slowly and wear them like 30 minutes a day at the beginning. And I think that uh, it's important to well, the body is able to adapt so well, but we really need to let them. Uh, the space, the time to be able to, to, yeah, everybody is different and we need to communicate and to educate people to, to, to make their transition in, in the be, be, better way. I, I just want to say, uh, mm. helping them as much as possible to not be hurt when they start wearing shoes like this. Definitely. And I think, our industry as a whole is in a really unique position to do this together. Um, There is such a big, big market. It's the biggest niche on the planet. Everyone has shoes and 99% of people are wearing shoes that are bad for their feet. And really what we have the potential to do is to help the 99% get into shoes that can actually improve and, and, and sort of, strengthen their feet rather than than hinder them and so i think um what we hope to do at the foot collective is connect with brands like yourselves um big brands little brands brands that are just starting out people who all align with the same philosophy and the same mission not to capitalize on fashion but to prioritize function and really you know, be the voice to, to just communicate to people that it doesn't matter necessarily what minimalist shoe you buy, but as long as you buy a minimalist shoe, because, um, you know, that's going to be a step in the right direction, I think. And uh, yeah, I, I guess I, what I would like to ask with price point, um, this is always, you know, an interesting question and one that we see come up a lot with barefoot shoes um people say well they're too expensive um you know that's why i I haven't made the commitment what what do you what would you say to people um with who are considering your shoe and and may look at the price point when it comes out and go it is too much why what would you say to them to i guess get them to value that investment i think there's uh there's different ways to look at it but i the number the number one aspect is uh, if I look at uh, the pricing that we are likely to bring to market is we're not we're not more expensive than uh, many conventional shoes that will hurt your feet and your posture. Uh, um, and I think that at the moment the the, the price. Uh, for from all players, not just fleeters, might might progressively go down with volume because that's how business works. Um, but uh, if you want, uh, if you uh, if you want to build a, susta- a sustainable brand, uh, a responsible brand, which is part of our project, we haven't touched much on that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we really care, you know, uh, for the planet. And uh, if you look at the values. Uh, of fleeters for us obviously we are looking at health and we covered that topic uh we want to bring a bit of versatility and funky shoes so there is that 
fashion aspect. And the third aspect for us is the care for the planet. When you're building products, you have an impact on the planet. So we've made a few choices already along the, the road with Arno, uh, which uh, today, because of maybe the society we live in, are expensive. So our outsole is made of uh, recycled rubber. So at the moment, we, we've been able to put uh, up to 70% of recycled rubber into the shoe. Uh, unfortunately, to use recycled materi material today uh, is almost more expensive than, than using some, some cheap uh, uh, some, some, some cheaper materials that are, are not uh, that good for the planet. So I think the pricing today, uh, it's, you know, you see people spending a fortune for a mobile phone. Uh, you can get a pair of healthy shoes uh, for a fraction of that. So that's one way to look at it. Uh, but then on the other end, uh, uh, I think that if we want uh, as an industry to democratize access to barefoot shoes, we need to make sure that uh, that there is an offering that covers every budget. And I think there is uh, there is some way to go for the industry. Obviously, with volume, it's going to be easier uh, for everyone, all players, to uh, to bring some shoes to market that are maybe uh, accessible to all. And uh, that's our project. I think that uh, we are going to start probably. Uh, uh, for most people, you know, on the upper end, but still, I think uh, maybe in the middle of uh, of the herd when it comes to pricing. Yeah, I, I like to say to people when this question comes up, uh, and it does come up quite often, is how much do you value your feet? That's sort of what it comes down to. And people aren't going to go out and buy a cheap bed, for example. Uh, they will get probably a top-of-the-line pillow if they can afford it and a top-of-the-line bed if they can afford it because they value the eight hours that they spend sleeping in that bed and they know how good and important sleep is for your health. Your feet are no different. A lot of the, for a lot of people, they spend eight hours a day in shoes and really uh, you should be prioritizing and valuing the environment that you put your feet in because your foot health and and again this is our job i guess as as an education company is to teach people this that that that, that is a really important aspect of your overall health and everything upstream is impacted by what's going on down there so yeah i i think that's a really good point to make about the sustainability as well and uh, it's something that, that we try uh, to do throughout our business as well is focus on um, supporting and helping the planet. Uh, and it isn't easy as an e-commerce brand or a, um, as a shoe brand today to uphold those values. So I really commend you for for making, you know, those steps because, um, because yeah, it's not easy. But again, it comes down to people uh, voting with their dollar and or voting with their euro, depending on where you are, and really wearing the shoes on their feet is a, is a bit of a badge of honor, not just to show that they value their foot health, but they value the health of the planet as well. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Is, it, is, it, is, is it worth spending your money um, on a mobile phone or on a pair of shoes that is good for you? Yeah. It's, it's a choice. It's a decision. It's all a choice and that choice is made a lot easier when people un understand deeply what that 
that choice that they're making, you know, has on on their overall health. So absolutely, yeah. and, and I think to come back to education, um, for us, there's a limit to what we'll be able to do because uh, we're a startup and we really want to focus on on designing good shoes. Uh, and as we discussed today, uh, improving because we are new to the market, so. Uh, we'll take feedback from those uh, backers who are uh, pre-ordering on the on Kickstarter at the moment, uh, and there will be iterations of even what we think is a very decent product. I'm sure we can make some improvements on the from the feedback uh, we'll get from uh, the first people who wear fleeters. But I think our goal is to really focus on improving the product. Um, uh, widening the offering, as Arno said, everyone has different fits. So uh, the idea is to also design new outsoles to uh, to build new platforms so that we can uh, maybe accommodate as many people as possible. Uh, we won't be able to accommodate everyone, but if we can accommodate as many as possible. So we already know, having done just two models, how much work that is. So I, I think that there is room for everyone in the industry. And for us, it's important uh, uh, to have people like you and a few others who are there to uh, to educate uh, and and can focus on that um, and and on helping people with the transition, for instance. So I think for us, it's uh, it's about ensuring that there is explanation, there is a bit of education, uh, but our job will be to focus on the shoes. So. Uh, I think that uh, there is room for everyone in uh, in in that industry really to uh, to ensure that people have a good experience with uh, their lifestyle, not just shoes. Very well said. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the Restore to Explore podcast. I've been really you know inspired by your journey. I'm so glad to hear that TFC played a small part in your journey, Arno, and and discovering the barefoot world and yeah good on you for giving this a crack because i know what a daunting and large prospect it is to bring a barefoot shoe or a natural shoe to the market um and i can't wait for everyone else to try their fleeters when they get sent out after the the kickstarter campaign uh any final words uh, from you dave arano about where people can go to support you i know you mentioned that before but just a, a final reminder for um yeah where people can go to support the fleeters brand if they're listening to this when it gets released or if they're catching the the podcast after the kickstarter campaign's finished of course so uh, when these get released uh people can go on our website uh that's the easiest route that's myfleeters.com. Uh, there is a link to the Kickstarter campaign, which will end uh, at the end of the weekend. So when you hear this, uh, you'll have a, a few days to pre-order. Uh, if you miss that, you can keep following us on Instagram. We are at myfleeters. Uh, and obviously on our website, um, the goal in the next few months is to, uh, is to release our own e-commerce platform um but it will take a few months so if you miss that boat with the kickstarter campaign you'll have to wait probably until the end of q4 before you can uh, order your fleeters worth the wait i reckon uh if you do miss out but i'd highly encourage everyone to get behind the project because uh yeah i think it's a really worthwhile mission and i really appreciate you guys for for coming on for a chat today well thank you so much it's been an honor thank you so much for having us today 
Thanks for listening to the Restore to Explore podcast. To stay up to date with all things TFC, join our brand new free community. Inside, you'll find a growing library of education, training and resources to help you resolve common conditions, restore natural function and explore your body's potential with a community that's there to support you along the way. To join, just head to thefootcollective.com or you'll find the link in our show notes.